The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Kirksville Weekly, a podcast exploring the people and issues that impact the city and its residents. And now your host, Ethan Gable. Welcome to Kirksville Weekly for the week of February 11th, 2019. We have another great show for you this week. We have an interview with Kirksville City Council candidate Zach Burden, continuing our series of talking to the candidates for the upcoming April 2nd municipal election. But before we get to that, let's talk about last week's headlines. In big news, the Kirksville City Council approved a sidewalk project that will extend the sidewalk on Baltimore Street from New Street all the way up to Highway 6 West and then from Highway 6 West back to Baltimore Meadows. This has been a long time ask from the community, so it is good to see this project moving forward. The city received the Transportation Alternatives Program grant, which will cover 80% of the cost of the project, while the city will cover the other 20%. The estimated cost of building the sidewalk is $386,917.36. Also last week, a Kirksville teen Isaiah McFarland died after being shot late Wednesday night. McFarland was killed in the 600 block of North Franklin. Teens Drake Zanoni, 18, and Andrew Head, 17, were arrested and charged with second-degree murder and are jailed with a $1 million cash-only bond. If convicted, Zanoni and Head could face 10 to 30 years or the possibility of life in prison. And finally, Kirksville hit with another batch of winter weather. A week after the polar vortex, an ice storm hit the area on Tuesday night. Precipitation continued through Wednesday, crippling the city of Kirksville. Many businesses were closed Wednesday, Thursday, some even Friday. A lot had to alter their hours of operation. Truman closed on Thursday. MACC was closed Friday. The Kirksville School District was out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Trash collection hours were altered. Cape Air flights were canceled. The Aquatic Center was closed and had altered hours. The whole city pretty much came to a standstill. Road crews were out in force attempting to treat the roads, but when you get a tenth up through a quarter or more inch of ice, that becomes a tall order, but kudos to those city workers out there trying to make the roads safe. And by the time you're listening to this, it may in fact be icing and snowing again as we are poised for another system to move through at the beginning of this week. And now for our interview with Kirksville City Council candidate Zach Burden. Zach was originally scheduled to stop by the studio for this interview, but unfortunately, due to weather, we decided that in the interest of safety, we would conduct this over the phone. My apologies for the worse than normal quality. Hey, Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Sorry I won't be able to meet up in person, but I appreciate you calling me for this this evening. Hey, no problem at all. Could you go ahead and start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, My name is Zach Burden. I'm a residence hall director at Truman State University. I've been running Missouri Hall for the last 15 years. I'm a graduate of Truman. I've been living in Kirksville for 20 years, and I'm really excited to be running for the Kirksville City Council. I've been attending meetings for almost two years now, wanting to learn more about our community and see how our city government works. And about halfway through that process, I made the decision in my head that 
I think I might be able to actually help and, and do some good work on behalf of this community that I really like and wanted to run for office. Wasn't shortly after that that a position became open with uh, Jerry Mills' resignation, and I asked the council if I could, if they wouldn't mind considering me for that open position, and uh, they ultimately selected me. So I've been serving for several months now uh, in an appointed capacity. So now I'm looking to make that for real and see if the voters will vote me in for office on that one. Uh, I have a background as, uh, in, in education and social studies specifically, uh, so there's a big part of me that is nerding out a lot about this and just really enjoys the opportunity to be working in local government. I was telling somebody the other day, there's a lot of Mr. Smith goes to Washington that flows through my veins, and I'm, I'm getting a real strong feel for that right now. Tell us a little more about finishing Jerry Mills' unfinished term. Was it a surprise that you were nominated? Did you put yourself out there and try to get it? Tell us more about that. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know that that was something that was going to be coming. I'd already made a decision that I wanted to run in April. Um, that was something I had decided a couple of months before that. Uh, and I was uh, having lunch at the Take Root Cafe and the news alert came through on my phone. I think it was from KTVO. And I immediately picked up my phone and I emailed uh, Mary Maycumber, the city manager. And I also emailed all of the remaining council members and said, look, it's been really great getting to know you all over the last several months. At that time, I didn't know what the legal requirements were, even if they needed to have a replacement. But I said, if you need someone to serve, I am more than willing to do so. And I hope that my regular attendance and familiarity with matters will help to move things along in bringing someone new on board and getting them up to speed quickly. And I actually heard back from them and they said, you know, we do need to make an appointment. State law requires that we that much time left on the term that we go ahead and make an appointment on that. And I got to go to a council meeting and just met very briefly with each of the council members. And then the following week, it was put on the agenda that they were going to go ahead and vote to have me take over the unexpired term. It was a very quick paced thing, not something I had uh, been expecting. But when the opportunity came out there, I let them know that I was available to serve and was willing to help out if I could. So you said that you had already decided to run for city council prior to being appointed to the open spot. When did you make this decision? And was there a specific incident that made you want to run? Or was it a culmination of things over a certain amount of time? There wasn't anything culminating per se. Now, that being said, when I was a little kid, I think the first time I ever heard about the president of the United States, I decided that was something I wanted to do as a small child. So there's always been this little notion in me that public service would be something that would be a really great opportunity for me to give back to my community and something that I would enjoy. But I had started attending council meetings because I had worked on the People for Better Parks Committee to help pass the uh, half-cent sales tax that would allow for additional funding for our parks and recreation system here in Kirksville. And after working with that experience, I think I got a real sense of just how approachable it is to work with important matters at the local level. Um, that there's a real opportunity not only for us to serve, but perhaps a responsibility for all of us to take a greater role in what happens in our local community. And so after that, I decided I just wanted to go to council meetings more. I've been learning a lot through the process of working with people for better parks. And after several months of that, um, just really started to look at the whole thing as, again, really accessible, that perhaps this is something I could do. Perhaps this is something that I have a responsibility to do to try to serve my community through this. So I'm not sure there's a, a landmark day where I consciously made the decision, but there was definitely a point in time where I said, this isn't just about me attending meetings and learning more. This is about making sure that I'm a well-prepared candidate uh, when I run in April. And then Jerry Mills' resignation came in and, and sort of changed up the timeline on things. In the few months that you've been on city council, has there been a decision that you've been a part of that you feel very proud about or you thought was just really awesome? 
Um, you know, there's several things that were already in the works before I got on there. I was watching the council work through them. And I think one of the things that's really important to point out here is so much of the work that we're talking about is work that the council is authorizing, but it's work that the city staff is making happen. And I think if I've learned anything through that process, it's to see how that works in a city manager style government, that you hire experts to run the city and to run the departments. I and mean, the council uh, is consulted and matters are brought to their attention and they offer direction on it. But it's the city staff that really puts things into action at the direction of the council. So there are already some things moving forward with the new parks revenue coming on board that, you know, since my time on them there, I've been able to vote yes on moving forward with new trails out at North Park and a redevelopment of the concession stand and things there. Just Monday, I was really excited to cast a yes vote. We're going to match a grant that city staff had applied for at the recommendation of the council. That's going to allow us to put in a sidewalk on Baltimore Street going from New Street all the way up to Walmart and then crossing the street at Burger King and making its way back down to Baltimore Meadows, which is really going to improve pedestrian access in our community. So these are all things that are important to me. But to be very honest, I'm sort of the person who was in there to vote yes on the benefits of things that have been long in the works. I think that there's anything that I'm, I'm proud of, and it seems kind of small, but I'm particularly proud of it since my time on the council, is taking a look at how we get citizens involved in our citizen advisory boards and commissions. And we have a number of boards and commissions that citizens serve on, and they play a lot of different roles, things like our Planning and Zoning Commission, uh, Lakes Parks and Recreation Commission. Uh, and these groups do important work and research on figuring out where we need to go forward with city efforts. They also helped to make some initial decisions before them coming to council. And there wasn't a whole lot of a process for selecting people for those or getting word out about the openings. Uh, so we, we did some conversations on that one, especially since I'm somebody who was kind of appointed in randomly. I want to make sure there's some processes going forward and that people are informed that there are opportunities. So now I'm really glad to see that we're advertising those positions encouraging more people to apply and that there's an actual application where council members can then consider candidates for these boards and commissions on their merits and use some numerical ranking and try to go with the best candidates that we have out there. I'm hopeful that as we move forward with it, we'll continue to see more and more people interested in serving on these boards and committees. So I'm excited to see how that's gone so far. And I can attest to seeing that as I've started researching for this podcast, I've noticed a lot more information from the city out there about open positions and opportunities to be involved. Also, the completion of the sidewalks on Baltimore, that's a really big deal. That is something that the community has wanted for a really long time. Well, that's one of the things I brought up at the council meeting on Monday. I don't know if people fully appreciate how much work the staff puts in on a grant. My understanding, they've applied for that grant, same grant opportunity, at least twice, if not three times, to try to do that sidewalk on Baltimore. And they're persistent. They keep at it. They learn from what didn't go well. They ask for feedback from the grant authorizers to get a better place to where we can actually have a successful grant. So I'm real proud of their work on that one. They did a great job. Let's say you're elected for a full three-year term. What other priorities do you have that you would like to see accomplished during that potential term? You know, there's several things that I'd like to see. I'll, I'll kind of give you the stump speech part on, on some of this here. Two of them are somewhat concrete, and the third one's rather nebulous. The first one is about really how we act as a council. I want to make sure that we are a council moving forward that listens well and listens better than perhaps we do now and that we're responsive to citizens when they come to council with concerns. We're reaching out to them and trying to get more information to follow up. 
but they were also having multiple ways for citizens to get in touch and to talk about concerns or ideas or things they're really proud of in our community. So encouraging that we've got electronic ways to do that, that citizens know that there's an opportunity to write or just to flag a council member down the street or whatever it is, that there are opportunities out there to be heard. I think it's really difficult for a council member to do their position if they're not listening to what's going on in the community and what are people looking for. So I want to make sure that that's something that I encourage our council to continue doing. I've made that a priority of my time. There's not a single person who hasn't come before the council that I haven't reached out to then on my own via email or a letter or in person to see if we might be able to sit down and talk more about their concern. One of my favorite stories from growing up, my parents, every night after dinner, they sit out in the driveway in lawn chairs and they drink a cup of coffee. And that's how they get to know the neighbors. That's how we've always gotten to know the people around us. Right now, the council doesn't do a whole lot to get out and meet the community en masse and really hear what's going on. So if elected, I want to get out there with my lawn chair and find neighborhoods all over Kirksville, see if I can identify some host driveways and let everybody in that neighborhood know that I'm going to be here on Tuesday night sitting in these people's driveways. I would love to have you come join us out there with your lawn chair and talk about what's going on in Kirksville. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do if elected. And I hope that we can get the whole council doing the same thing, being out there and talking to people more. So that's one thing. Another area that I really want to see us focus on is making sure that we're doing our homework as a council, that we are out there fully researching what's being given to us. City staff does a wonderful job of preparing information for us, but we need to read through that and make sure we fully understand what's happening, what's going on, asking questions. (laughs) If anybody goes to a council meeting, I think they say I'm the one who asks all (laughs) uh, way too many questions all the time because I want to make sure that I'm well informed on that one. So I think that's something I want to see us move forward with is how a council acts. And then the last thing is the more nebulous one. And I think this is going back to my roots, being trained as a social studies teacher. I kind of want to have a big civics discussion with our community about what does it mean to live in a city? What are our responsibilities, the shared responsibilities that we have, Um, not just our expectations from our government, but also what roles does everyone need to play in how we move forward with that? How do we work together better as neighbors? How can we look at what our common concerns are and develop some strategies for it? I think sometimes in this community, we talk about the city in capital letters and quotation marks as some sort of force that's out against people. The city is us. The city is the people who live here in Kirksville, and we formed a government to help us figure out how we're going to do things. I'd like to focus more on the idea of the city being all of us and where we can move forward. Kirksville has obviously been booming in the last few years. What can the city council do to continue that economic growth? Absolutely. I think the growth has been something really to celebrate in our community, the arrival of new commercial opportunities, also the jobs that it brings that just furthers economic development in our area. Hopefully we can see that serving as a catalyst towards further growth and not just a one-time happening that's happening in our community. I really do see that as a catalyst moving forward. But there are things that the city can do and specifically the city council can do to continue that push forward towards growth in our community. And some of those things are pretty simple. Continuing to maintain support for the agencies that have been instrumental in making some of these things happen working with governmental partners, some that are non-governmental partners, but working with agencies like the Chamber of Commerce to continue to be welcoming towards new business coming to town, supporting K-Ready and their efforts to bring in industrial development into our community. When we look at the impact of adding so many jobs at Kraft Foods, we can't understate what that has done for the city and allow so many other things to move forward here in Kirksville. 
Um, and also just uh, continuing to make sure that economic development within City Hall is well supported so that they can continue to have some good environment set up for businesses to come in. But then there's some other things that are seem less directly related, but are as important in making sure that businesses and companies and industries know about Kirksville. You know, again, I got into this originally because of my love for our parks and recreation system here in town and continuing to fund a, a vibrant parks and recreation system, coming up with new ideas, developing new amenities makes our community more attractive. When businesses are looking to relocate or open up new offices, they're looking for where are their employees going to work and where are they going to live? What kind of community are they going to be a part of? And if we've got a system with good trails all around and parks that you want to take your kids to, all of those things matter an awful lot. So we want to make sure that we continue to support those and, and make that a priority in where we go. And there's a lot of agencies that, you know, we don't have direct oversight over, but that we work with as partners. And, and one of them is going to be Kirksville R3 Schools and all of our educational partners here in Kirksville. We need to make sure that the city government is standing behind them and helping them to be as successful as possible. Having a quality school system and higher educational opportunities in this town make us unique, uh, not just in Northeast Missouri, but make us a unique place in the nation. So if we can make sure that those environmental factors stay strong, then we're in good shape. There's a lot. I think that's going on really good with Kirksville, and a lot of it is just making sure that we stay on the ball with all of it. And there are some factors that work against us on it. You know, we're always looking at where do uh, additional funding concerns come in, whether that's state funding and how that impacts a variety of different operations around town, economic factors that we need to stay on top of. But I think we've got a good thing going, and our city council can work by making sure that all of those wheels keep on rolling. Why do you think it is that so many people are running for Kirksville City Council this time around? As far as I can tell, this is the largest amount of candidates we've had in about a decade. Do you feel that there's a problem with city leadership or that it's just a really exciting time? Why do you feel that there's so much participation this time around? I think you see so many people running because there's a lot of different motivating factors out there. You've interviewed some of the other candidates, so I think they're going to speak to some different issues about why it is that they're running. But when those all come together, suddenly, for various reasons, you've got a large pool. I think for me, it was about being excited about an opportunity and a process and realizing that maybe I could do more. And I think we see some candidates who are running with that in mind. I think we have some folks who continue to be concerned about the direction of the city or maybe an issue that they've worked with personally that hasn't gone the way that they would like to. So they feel a an opportunity to perhaps run and serve on the council in order to change direction on that one. And then I think one of the sad unfortunates on it there is with the passing of council member Detweiler, there's one less incumbent on a position. So that opens up some opportunities as well, I think, in people's mind when it comes to running. So I think there's a variety of factors there. One of the things that I've been telling people since the moment I decided to run was, I hope a lot of people run. I hope you know people who are good and you encourage them to run, which means more competition uh, for me as a candidate. But ultimately, what I want is to have the best council either to serve with, or if I'm not elected, that the best people who are elected are in place. So I'm encouraged to see that there is a lot of interest. My hope is that even those who aren't elected continue to find ways to serve the community. And that's a pledge I would make as well. You know, if I don't get elected into a term in my own right, then I want to make sure that I can find a place on a board or a commission or continue to volunteer towards some efforts here in the city's direction of us moving forward. That's something I'm going to do regardless. And I'm hoping the other seven candidates feel the same way. And I hope that it's inspiring a lot of people to feel that way. All right, it's April 2nd. We're in the voting booth, and there are eight names in front of us. Why should we select Zach Burden as one of our three votes for city council on election day? I think 
evidence has shown um, that I'm going to be someone who works really hard at being a council member. And even if there wasn't evidence to show that, I would hope that folks would understand that when I go into something, I do it full-heartedly. I go in not looking for an opportunity to feel out something out and take some time to go uh, with it. I'm going to be someone who, from the first day elected in on the position, continues to just work hard at what it is that's going on, representing the people of Kirksville well, listening to their concerns, making sure that the city council is what it's designed to be, the representative of the citizens of Kirksville to the overall government of, of, of the city. Experience, I think, has shown that I'm willing to do anything I can to learn more. I will go to conferences to learn about things. I will pop down to Jefferson City. I will meet with anybody who wants to talk about something. I will show up for a session, read magazines. I've been been reading the magazine that comes out from the Missouri Municipal Review for more information. I've even sat down and been reading the entire city code just to make sure I'm more familiar uh, with what we have going on here. I think that's why if someone's going to be in the ballot and looking to select my name, I hope they keep that in mind, that no one's going to work harder on their behalf than I will. I'm willing to put in the time and the energy to work for them. A big thanks to Zach Burden for taking the time to appear on this show. At the time of recording, Zach had not set up a social media presence or a website, but he said he was working on that and would have that available soon. Therefore, if you've heard something that you like from Zach and would like to get in contact with him or check out his platform or his website, we'll go ahead and post that on our Facebook page as well as the show notes for the show, just as we have with the other candidates. So be sure to check that out if interested. In the interest of fairness, all candidates for Kirksville City Council have been or will be invited to be interviewed for this show. And now it's time for our sports update with Austin Miller, editor at Kirksville Daily Express. What do you have for us this week, Austin? So the big news for Kirksville Sports this week is the state wrestling tournament coming up next weekend. Tigers had districts on Saturday, and they not only won their district, they had nine other guys qualify to make it. So they had Hunter Tarr, Logan Blicken, Gavin Robertson, Luca Tornator, Jane Ballinger, Blake Howard, Tristan Gillespie, Colton Gillespie, and Keith Davis all advanced, as well as having Lydia Nelson, who made it on the girls' side last week. So now they'll have 10 kids over in Columbia next weekend starting Thursday and run through Friday and Saturday. And hopefully have some kids come back with state title. Colton Gillespie has been ranked number one in his weight class at 220 all year. It would be nice to see if he can pull the trigger in his senior year. I know he's been gunning for it after getting third place last year. So, yeah, so stay tuned for results next week as the Tigers come back with some hardware, hopefully. I'd like to thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Kirksville Weekly is a production of Sarcast Media. New episodes are released every Monday and are available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, email us at kirksvilleweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.